0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this today after the Strickland Podcast Network, Knicks win in a nail biter 105 to 103 um, to what some are calling, you know. The Hartenstein game. I said, don't call him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's he's right. It's the Hartenstein game. Uh, it is. This, this is honestly his best outing as a Nick. He's getting like the post-game interview in in the studio over here. You know, on MSG. So you know, if if you could, if you didn't call it the Hartenstein game, you'd have to call it the Deuce McBride game. So the
1: Deuce McBride team
0: has the game. Yeah, but I'm um, yeah, I mean. Knicks, you know, they got up to a hot start with Julius Randle leading the way. Um, had about like what seventeen in the first quarter, about like yes. five or six threes. Mm-hmm. It was, um, and he set the tone offensively for the team. Um, you know, just making quicker decisions, I thought. Um, and yeah, I mean, he he led the way to start the game, and you know, I mean, he was on, he was honestly the most consistent offensive player on the team today. Um, a lot of guys they kind of like fluctuated in and out of like when they were like scoring or want, when they wanted to be aggressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a really tough game. There were stretches where I thought the Knicks were going to lose, especially in that third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter where they got down eight and it looked like, oh, classic Knicks. Here go, here comes the fifth straight loss. Um, but no, they turned things around at the end of the third quarter. Um, so shout out to them for you know showing some resilience because you know I called them out on Twitter. I said they didn't have any balls. Um hopefully someone on the team saw that and you know took that to heart.
2: Yeah, but... they were they were out there, they're like, you know, FBL underscore fan <laughs> talking mad shit about us on Twitter.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how'd you guys feel about this game? Um, let's start with um Jeff.
3: Um I thought it was a really good all around performance. I felt very strongly that if the Knicks lost this game, it would have really left a bad taste in my mouth because I wouldn't really have know- known what to say because I really felt like everyone except for Brunson played well. Um, I know there are going to be qualms. I'm not saying they played their best. I'm just saying that like on the whole, I, I liked the effort that pretty much everybody gave. Um, and like, We've seen Brunson games where he hasn't had it going and he's commanded the ball more and like he's tried to force it. And even Brunson, I felt like was aware that like, okay, Okoro's a really bad matchup for me. I'm just gonna kind of get out of the way. He only took 13 shots. So like even though it was a bad Brunson game, I didn't even think it was his worst game, you know? So like we couldn't have even pinned it on that. So I'm really glad that the Knicks pulled it out, um, even though they had some brutal offensive possessions down the stretch and their defense had to, you know, save the day. Um, But I mean, obviously we'll get, we'll get into the individual efforts, but on the whole, I just, I feel really good about the win. And it was, it's just refreshing to see after, you know, a couple of really poor games.
0: Schwinn.
2: Um, I thought, first of all, I thought Randall, like the shot making obviously is what it was um but even through like the last the last couple of games i actually thought his defense has been good and tonight i thought his defense was fucking awesome um i i I really can't say enough about how good he was on defense i thought he set the fucking tone with how physical he played um even with like yeah he made most what he had eight threes so like Mm -hmm. 24 of his 36 points were from outside the arc but like i thought he played with the physicality on both ends um that really helped make up for the fact that the Knicks were, look, you play Mobley and Allen, you're, you're out. You're, you're giving up size. Like it really doesn't matter that that's the case for most teams. But I thought, I thought he absolutely destroyed Mobley to be honest. Um, And that's the second time this year. Can I I jump in here for one second? I'm sorry. No, no, you can't. Uh,
3: (laughs) uh, Can we, can we be done with the, the, I don't think there's any conversation anymore as to who has been the Knicks best and most important player.
1: Yeah. Like early Keels.
3: On, It's what? Trevor Keels. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I vote for speed.
3: I, I just speed. think that the Knicks, I just think that early on there was the like shiny two new toy syndrome and the Knicks were kind of overachieving and it was like, Oh, well, they underachieved last year and they're overachieving. Now it must be because we have this new toy, but every single number, every single impact stat points to just Randall being far and away the Knicks best player. And like, yeah, I, think I agree. That I agree.
2: acknowledgement. So, yeah, back yeah, to you. And, and, uh, and I agree. I've I've kind of like – I think there's something about like uh, – like I think if you're just talking about you have one possession, who do you trust to go get a bucket for you? I'm still giving – like I'm still – and I know Brunson's had a rough little stretcher, but like I'm still going with Brunson over anybody else on the team. But the game is 48 minutes. There's more to basketball than – that's one situation, right? Like if you value that situation too much, that's how you come to the conclusion that like Kyrie Irving is better than Steph Curry. Right. So um uh, we don't do that here. We, we like to strive for proper analysis, even though I usually fail. Uh, but like, I think, I think Randall has been awesome. And, and that's, and that's accounting for the fact that to be honest with you, I thought for the first, I don't know, 15, 20 games of the season, I didn't think he was playing that well. I thought his offense was good, but that he was still doing all the same bullshit that we had become accustomed to last year on defense and, on the re- and rebounding. But I really think the last couple of games here, like he's even taking his game to another level um, with Mitch out, where I think like you're seeing him make a more conscious effort on the defensive glass. Right. Um, he is, is doing, He he's really rotating at a level that he normally doesn't, you know? Um, and, I didn't like some of his, like, like he had a weird thing at the start of the second half where he threw this ridiculous bullet pass to Grimes in the corner. And then he started yelling at Grimes for not catching it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? And Um, he missed, he missed the initial pass. Like Obi 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 would have caught it and just swung it to the
3: corner. Yeah. He doesn't have that. That is Michael's downfall is he's just not as quick a processor.
2: Yeah. And I, I do think some of that is like, I know this is like a thing that people have talked about, but he has small hands. I wonder if sometimes it's hard for him to like catch it and then just swing it immediately. Um, OB, you know, who's actually really good at that is Deuce. Deuce just throws like one handed, Like he was a quarterback, you can tell. Um, but but like, I thought, um, you know, the difference between him this year and last year is, like we even saw it in the Toronto game uh, on Sunday, right? Where he he flips out of Fournier, but like he doesn't let that sink the rest of his, Performance. He's not letting that get into his effort or he's not holding that grudge, right? He's not holding that kind of negative energy. So I think like, you know, you're it's fine. You have an outburst, fine. But like he's he's getting over that. And and to be honest, like he turned the game in that third quarter. He was the best player on the floor all night, and he turned the game. Like they looked dead in the water. It was 69-61. And it just felt like, like RJ, I don't know what the hell he was doing to start the second half. Brunson was just like. Hanging out in the corner, like I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, he was just—it was weird. And then Grimes was like, "It's like, dude, just I—if I step to see this guy, like I understand he wants to show that, like, hey, I can attack the rim and stuff too. But like, bro, just done
0: shit in the summer. Yeah, like,
2: dude, (laughs) just fucking shoot the three. All right, like enough. Um, but but like, Randall really was the reason that game turned around. And you know, kudos to quickly and Hartenstein specifically off the bench, who I thought were fucking awesome tonight both of them um especially Hartenstein and I'll I mean I will always not I mean fuck Hartenstein like I don't really give a shit (laughs) about him but like you like I'll always (laughs) just give quickly way more credit than him uh but tonight like Hartenstein was awesome so he deserves his flowers for one night anyway Um, uh spider stopper yeah he's he was fucking dude he had like I mean he had RJ had two big stops on Mitchell down the stretch but One of them, Hartenstein kind of finished it off. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he has that play down the stretch. He had one classic Hartenstein play at the end of the game where he's like that missed free throw. And then he's just staring at the ball in the corner. (laughs) And like, I'm like, dude, Mobley is built like a fucking, like he's got like,
0: yeah,
2: he's going to get around you and just reach over there with his big ass arm and save that shit. And it was so stupid because he clearly could have grabbed it. Um, But luckily the Knicks still got the win. And, um, actually I uh, just real quick to mention that stretch was really funny because it was like, I think Garland missed the free throw. And that was after he had made that floater that Randall for no apparent reason, just like hit him in the, on the in the hip, like oh, at the yeah. very end for no reason. Um, but they found a way to win. Uh, and I gotta say like that and one Garland got in the, in the last minute was bullshit. Yeah. And then like to, to go from that to whatever was going on with Randall on that play under the rim, where it's like Mobley is like on his back and Jared Allen's like fucking dry humping him. Like, it's just caught like, it, the, I understand guards are always going to get a little, like, it, you're going to call fouls for them quicker because they can't take the same contact. But that, that was just crazy. So look, I think the Knicks played really well. They got, they had a hot shooting three point game. So thank God they won this. Um, but you know, they only gave up 10, defensive rebounds tonight on 47 missed shots by the Cavs. Like that's what they need to do that. They, they can't, you, you cannot win the games they've been playing where it's like, not only are you giving up a high percent of your shots, but you're not ending possessions. Um, so this was a great all around team performance. And um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that Tyree said that OB can't do anything off the dribble. And
0: uh, yeah, Tyree said he can't do anything with more than, and he can't with more shoot. than one, one dribble.
2: Yeah. And he can't shoot. He, he, you know, he's shooting what thirty-seven percent from three now. So Tyrese is the only one who's been who's been on the Randall
3: train the whole time, and somehow yes. he's, he's yes. taking L's in this post game
1: <laughs> for whatever reason because that, because that Randall performance tonight was, that was sexy. Awesome. Uh, light. um,
3: but yeah, like what can you say hey, more about? You it? just manually change the light to red.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was sexy. <laughs>
2: Is this like when you're is that for like when you're angry?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh the kids will get it. Anyway, um but yeah, like good performance with Randall. Uh I think you guys really said all that needs to be said about that. I want to talk about Grimes more because like I I get it, the closeouts are nice, but like what we've seen with Bullock and what we seen with 4D is that despite the flaws those guys have after Randall yelled at Bullock, that dude was willing to put up, like, 10 threes a game. Um, same thing with 48, where, like, 48 is willing to stake those shots. Well, I, I, Randall I think, doesn't throw him off the catch. And, and I think that's part of Randall's game.
2: And to your point, I think he's, like, like, look, I, I still don't know. I mean, I know why he was yelling at Grimes, but it was, like, a pretty – it was probably, like, the one instance where he should have just been yelling at himself. Um, but, like, to your point, I think he's trying – like, you can see multiple times a game, he goes over Grimes and is, like – fucking shoot it you know like you can see him and he's like trying to get him going with that dho stuff so like yeah i mean i think you're you're definitely on point there that he is trying to get grimes to like be that guy
1: yeah like i think randall needs that guy especially for this offense i think this offense needs that guy because you know you know randall sets his screens and we can debate about like how effective those screens are but like a big part of his game is be able to, like, potentially do stuff off the catch, and Grimes can leverage that passing more than anybody else he's ever played with. So, like, if Grimes is willing to take those shots, I feel like that's a really good two-man game with the DHO. I just want to see him take those shots, and if he's not going to take those shots, I think there is grounds for the idea that Quickly should be starting over, because I don't think quick I think Quickly's more willing to take those shots, but Quickly's also able to do more stuff as a ball handler next to Brunson. Um, he's also just a fucking alien. So like I would that's a more that's like more of a reason to play him. Uh but yeah, like Grimes needs to be able to take those shots. I also want to talk about Deuce as well, because this was probably the best Deuce game in like a month. And it wasn't because he scored, it was because he looked decisive and aggressive and he was able to like penetrate, like he looked smooth. And I think I think Deuce's game is the best when he looks smooth. If you watch his G League games, if you watched his um West Virginia games, like when Deuce is decisive, he looks a lot better, and I feel like he's been panning it too much. And tonight, even though the shot wasn't falling as well, you, you liked it to be. Like he was decisive. He got three free throws tonight. Like well,
2: I think I actually think even I mentioned this on the pod with Stacey, but I actually think the last couple of games, I know he's yeah, look he's got to eventually like make hit shots. shots. Um, but I, I think even the last couple of games before this, he's been pulling on shots when he's like getting the ball on swing swings. He's not like oh my god what do i do like he's he's actually just putting up the shot so um look i don't know what's up with him like in terms of just because this guy goes out of the g league and for like he's fucking michael jordan down there and he can hit free throws and then he comes up here and it's like he doesn't want to shoot the ball half the time but yeah you're like he, he's yeah he was aggressive and then um it's so weird with him where it's like it feels like when he feels confident offensively it fuels his defense because i thought his defense had dropped yeah. off the last couple of weeks too um mm-hmm. and the last few games especially tonight way better way
1: way better like he was at he felt like deuce this game where like he was in the passing lanes he was causing havoc he gave mitchell trouble he gave um garland trouble as well um it won't reflect on the box score but again plus 13 second highest plus minus the team that's not from quickly like Deuce has a role in this team as a defensive pest. If he can get to the point where he's like hitting his threes at a reliable clip, that's something you could build off of. Um But yeah, it really depends on him like just playing aggressive and not being scared of the moment or the ball or anything else. Um if he can play like that, like he 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 deserves a rotation spot already, but like if he could play like that, that's why he gets these minutes. That's why he's in the rotation right now. That's why they benched the camp for him essentially and bench throws for him. So I would like to see him playing more decisively like that. And I would like to see him continue to make those shreds.
3: I think the G league thing, like, I, I agree. The free throw part is weird. He shouldn't be missing free throws. He's too good a shooter to do it. But as far as like, just like the confidence and the effectiveness uh pulling threes, I just think when he plays in the G league, he develops such a rhythm because he's the guy. So like most of his shots are coming off the dribble, you know, and like, that's, that's what he spent his whole life doing. That's his comfort zone. I know he had some decent catch and shoot numbers at West Virginia, but for the most part, a guy like Deuce has always had the ball in his hands. So like, that's when he's going to cook, but on the Knicks, even with the, he's not really going to have the ball in his hands very much. So it's sort of, he's catching off the swing or he's shooting off the swing. um, And I just don't think he's as comfortable doing that. And I feel like, his chance of hitting whatever high median or ceiling that he has is going to live and die off of his ability to grow as a catch and shooter, because I don't think he's ever going to get the opportunity to like run an offense, you know, like it was the same thing that, I mean, this is a totally random name, but like all those people love that guy, Sharif Cooper. And, like, they always talked about what he could do with the ball in his hands, and I would just be like, dude, he's never going to fucking have the ball in his hands. Like, why would any team want Sharif Cooper to have the ball in his hands? China's going
0: to like him having the ball in his hands.
3: (laughs) And so, like, yeah, I know Deuce isn't as good as Cooper was in college, like, offensively, but um, the point is kind of the same in my opinion. Like, as good as Deuce is on defense, he just has to be a better shooter off the catch, or he's his. this is what he's going to be.
0: All right. Let's talk about our favorite player at the Quickland, Emmanuel Quickly. Um, 9, 5, and 6, one steal. Um, I think the stat line doesn't even begin to tell the story of the game tonight. I mean, the defense was incredible on both guards, I think. He was guarding... Um, he was guarding quick. He was guarding um, Garland, Spida, and he guarded Levert at times. And I thought he did a great job on all three of them, stifling them on their drives, um, making them take tough shots. I mean, at the end of the game, quickly got switched onto to Spida a couple of times and he just made tough baskets. But like they were like really hard shots for anyone to make. Um, and I thought quickly did a good job of staying with him. Um, no matter what, and you know, this is uh, this is another case of why Terese brought up, um, you know, quickly potentially starting. I think, I think quickly offers like Grimes. Yeah, he is a he is a little bit of a bigger body than quickly, but like I think quickly would still do as good, if not even a better job, at the point of attack on defense in a starting in a starting role. So you know, that's also something to think about um, as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess how do you, how do you guys feel about his performance? I I I'd assume that you all agree that it was a pretty good performance from him.
3: I was glad that I didn't see any like overreactions to Mitchell hitting a couple shots over him. Like, cause that's just how Twitter works. mm -hmm. Um, And that's just another sign to me that I feel like all of Nick's Twitter and all of just Nick's fans have really under, are starting to understand just how important this guy is to the team. Because like, I promise you, if this was a year ago, there would have been guys that were just like, oh, everybody told me quickly is the truth. Get Mitchell, you know? Like, there would have been people showing up on Twitter saying shit like that. But, like, there were three possessions he guarded Mitchell, and every single time he stifled Mitchell's first take, two of them should have ended in turnovers. He forced the ball out of Mitchell's hands, and two of them ended with him, Mitchell, taking tough step contested setbacks. So, yeah, I mean, his defense was excellent all game. Not if if
2: you ask Clyde. Clyde was like, on one of them, he was like, you got to not let him shoot the three. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, you you can't come inside the line. I'm like, he was literally driving. Like, <laughs> like I don't, like, what What do you want him to do there? Yeah.
0: And he, Clyde's he, dementia be acting up sometimes, you know.
2: Clyde will, like, Clyde gets so mad at Quickly and Grimes' defense. And then, like, we'll just say nothing when Brunson's just kind of, like.
0: Chilling.
2: Yeah, just chilling. Oh, oh folks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Now we got in <laughs> NBA action.
3: let <God>, I...
1: serendipity.
3: <laughs> let's, let's, come on, Clyde. Clyde's the man. He can he can do whatever he wants. It's <laughs> Clyde's just he's yeah, like eighty
1: years
2: cool. old. He's watching a lot of terrible basketball up close. <laughs> uh, yeah. and,
1: then, and then he would, like read a couple. He's like Clyde. You can't. You just can't let that happen, Clyde. Yeah. You
3: know? <laughs> I just want, I want to say one thing about quickly that because we talk, everybody knows anybody who watches this and all four of us are pretty much on the same page with quickly. So I just want to add some maybe different perspective than just overwhelming adulation for him. His tendency to, he's just always trying to draw contact. And there was one fast break when he really pushed it. Like he, he, he was like, Oh, I'm just going to drive into somebody and they're just going to blow a whistle. And he gets a good amount of fouls called, but he doesn't get fouls called to the point where he, j- I just think he needs to cut that back a little bit. Cause first of all, I think the refs are just going to stop being like, they're They're just not going to call it at the frequency that he wants. And the result is going to be a lot of ugly looking shots. That's like the only criticism I can offer. Sometimes like his offense can be a little ugly when he like, just instead of just making the easy pass or trying to t- get an easier shot, he like, throws his body into somebody and tries to create contact. And they're just not going to give you that call every time. Um,
2: I, I, I I thought he got fouled on that, to be honest. Like, I thought he definitely got fouled on a Levert. looked like he, he raked him across the arm. Um, but like, I, I actually used to have a bigger problem with that, but this year he's actually like, like he'll take the contact and then make the shot. So he's kind of forcing like, and one calls because they're like, well, fuck, like, he made the fucking shot and he clearly got, like he got hit. So I guess I got to call this. Um, He's out. Did he have two of those today maybe, or one? I don't remember. Uh, But he's, yeah, he's been consistently getting that call. And um, I don't care what he's shooting from three right now. Like the, like the biggest thing for me was, he was not taking those shots to start the year. And now he's back to just pulling Um, like not, you know, he, he definitely, loves the fact that he can score twos now really well because he loves to like pump fake and go in the thing is he's actually scoring really well inside so i kind of like i don't know i guess i'm fine with that and it's it's better than fucking Grimes's shit where grimes will just like he's just like blo- runs as fast as he can in the rim and then he's like shit there's two seven footers here what do i do and he um, always tries to avoid contact that's
3: the difference yeah. is grimes always goes for the up and under yeah. Um, and then just one quick comment to your point, uh, to reinforce your point, twin Quickly has a career low three point percentage, 32.7 percent, and by far a career high true shooting percentage, yeah, 52.7 percent
2: because of yeah. his twos. So yeah. His twos are I mean, he's I think he's at like 51.6 or something percent yeah. on twos this year. Um yeah. and, and like look, I I think anybody, I'm sure anybody that's follows me on Twitter or listen to any of their podcasts knows that like quickly is pretty much my favorite player on the team um but like the dude just helps you win basketball games like i don't really care what position you want to call him you know does he have flaws absolutely he has flaws but like that guy will you put him at a point guard he'll find a way to help you win games a point guard you tell him to go defend Donovan mitchell darius garland he will find a way to do that and help you win ball games you tell him to go guard it. he was guarding like lamar stevens and like these bigger wings at some point in love. this game yeah, he, he was going to fight. Evan Mobley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's just that guy. Just fights and like, at the end of the day, like you, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't. Like I don't like doing this thing where it's like, oh, well, quickly should start and RJ should come off the bench. Oh, Art, like quickly should start and Grimes should come off the bench. I don't really care. Like, I think we need all three of those guys, um, but like, there is something to the fact that uh, I think quickly is not just limited to those guys that you know he's kind of fighting for minutes with, but just looking across the team, like he's got a knack for making winning plays um consistently and he wins margins based on his hustle, based on his determination, his like willingness really just to like compete. Um which like look I love RJ, but let's be real like RJ is six six two thirty and half the time on defense he might as well be six one one eighty. You know like he's- that, he is yeah he he just size. doesn't I just don't think he has any idea of how to like use his body defensively and I actually I I think it may have started last year when we played Miami and Butler just kept like drawing fouls on him and I feel like ever since then he's just like has no concept of how to use his body anymore on defense um and then you compare that to a guy like quickly who's like like he is what six three one ninety five, 195 and he is basically playing have sometimes like he's giving up 20, 30 pounds in a matchup and you'll still see a guy struggling to back him down. You know, you'll see him boxing out. You'll see like, you see that stuff. And he just, he just helps you win basketball games at the end of the day. Um, and that's fine. If people wanted to trade him and RJ and a bunch of picks for Mitchell, like I get that, but um, I think the Knicks are still in a better position. Than they would have been had they made that trade. And I think really like what you, all they really should be focused on is you've got these four protected picks. You've got two dead salary slots, basically, right, with Fournier and Rose. Turn those salary slots with those picks into rotation players. Do that. And now you might be in position to start – now you might actually be in position to load up for a star. Um, But that's a long-term thing. Uh, It's just good to see quickly, you know, miss a game and come back and still be in a good rhythm. Uh, Because I was worried that maybe he – you know, we know – like. He, every season he's basically or his last two seasons anyway he started off really slow so I was worried you know maybe that would happen coming off an injury but not the case it was really good tonight and um yeah to me probably our second or third best player tonight
3: one more one more thing to add to what you're saying twin about you know the winning plays he makes we have a big enough sample size that I think that we can say confidently he's just the team's fourth best player Like he's, like, in in, over the totality of a season, neither Grimes uh, nor RJ are better than him. And if you want to argue that RJ RJ has to start because size, positional, scarcity, and higher higher long-term ceiling, he was the number three pick, okay, I buy that. I'm fine with that. But at a certain point, your fourth best player can't be capped the way that quickly is coming off the bench because I mean, his path to 30 minutes, he's not going to play two shifts and a half. So his path to 30 minutes is playing 15 minutes straight, two straight halves. And that's our fourth best player being capped in that way. Um, It's insane. And the thing is, is that I actually think you could make an argument that because Brunson Grimes, RJ and Randall are the team's four best engines. If quickly was starting, it would force Tibbs to be more creative because he would always want at least two of them. So it would, in a way, force staggering. Um, and so I, I think the team would benefit, not just because Quickly is a better player, but because I think it would um, organically improve the rotations and improve the rotation structure. So I feel pretty strongly that Quickly should just be starting. And yeah, I, I just wanted to add that.
2: Um, I would say, I, I actually... Look, I, I don't really care. Uh, I think he's probably been our third best player this season. Um, I know Brunson's obviously gone on these crazy heaters, but like, like this is—I I don't know how to explain this because I, I think people like, like, look when Brunson plays, Brunson's gonna have the ball a lot in his hands, and he's gonna do a lot of scoring because he's a scorer. Like that's fine; he's a score-first guard, uh, and he's fucking really good at it, so that's fine. But I still think like. Like people will be like, well, like I really don't like the whole like, oh my god, thank God for Jalen Brunson. Where would we be without Jalen Brunson? We would have three wins this season without Jalen Brunson, and it's like unreal. Like man, I have Jalen
1: Brunson.
2: Yeah, and like I look, he's obviously been great. He's obviously really helped us win basketball games too. But like, if you don't have if Jalen Brunson's not here you just are going to be a totally different team. How you play is going to be different. Fuck. Alec Burks would still be here probably. Right. Like, we wouldn't have cleared the cap space for Brunson. So you'd still have Alec Burks, you'd have quickly starting a point. Like you probably would assign some point guard or something like it's, it's, it's not even worth it to like have that discussion. But I I say all that just to say like, like, yes, Brunson's been fucking great. Quickly is the only guy. He's literally the only guy this entire season from game one to now that has consistently brought it on defense. Every single night has been there on defense. You can't say that for anybody else. Not Mitch, as great as he's been this year. Not Mitch, definitely not Randall, definitely not Brunson, fucking sure as shit, not RJ. He's the one guy that has brought it and consistently been a plus defensively. And as I feel like I have to point out every single fucking season, when he starts off shooting like shit and everybody's like, oh my God, this guy sucks. He can't do anything on offense. He's regressed, blah, blah, blah magically magically the team consistently plays better with him on the floor and they consistently win his minutes, even when he's shooting like absolute shit. So you might not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. Okay. Uh, and Emmanuel quickly is really fucking good. I think he's probably again among one of like the highest plus minus guys in the league he is if you compare like his numbers, the last two seasons to guys in a similar, you know, on, off, on court rating type shit, He's up there with guys that are like
0: MVP candidates, yeah,
2: stars, superstars. I'm not saying that quickly is a superstar, I am. but
0: nice. I,
2: well, look, I I leave the master of hot takes to have the hot takes, <laughs> um, but like I I think, you know, he is he is a star role player, and I don't think that's like a, that shouldn't be a particularly controversial statement to anybody that's watching this team consistently, and. It's a disservice to him and other guys too, like Grimes and Mitch. I think specifically when people say stuff like "Oh my god, thank God for Jalen Brunson," "Oh my god, thank God for Julius Randle." Like, yes, those guys have been great, obviously, but like, you, there's more guys on this team than those two that are helping us win ball games, and it's okay to give those guys their appropriate credit.
0: Yeah. All right.
2: I mean, the, the
3: the Knicks are barely breaking even in Brunson's minutes. After tonight, they're plus point two when he's on the floor. You know who Jalen Brunson plays really well with magically? Quickly? Yep. Pretty interesting. <laughs> but so they're plus so they're plus 0.2 when Brunson plays. They're plus 2.1 when Randall plays. So it's not just a starter thing. Like already Randall is starting to you know create a gap there. And then when they're off the court, it's an even bigger gap because the Knicks are winning the Brunson off minutes by four and a half points, which is the second biggest on the team behind RJ. And they're losing Randall's minutes. Or no, they're breaking. They're plus point three in Randall's minutes. Obviously, the only people whose minutes they lose when they're off are Quickly and Mitch. But I digressed.
2: You know who Jalen Brunson's top two man rating is with?
1: Maybe Quickly.
2: Yeah, like it's it's every year. Like every year, what was it? Was last year right? Where it was like everybody in the team basically awesome. went to shit when they played with Julius, and it was like the one guy that had a plus. That rating with him was was quickly, and it's like, like this guy is, it's. I think they asked Brunson about this, correct i or wrong. I think they might have asked him something like a week or two ago about you know how good, how useful it is that like quickly can play on ball and play off ball, and I, I, better than him. Yeah, yeah. and I I didn't mean look, some of that's probably just him being a good teammate, but like, I mean, he's right. Like the guy is really just, he's just a really versatile player, and I think that versatility sometimes almost it's like because he's able to just fill in where needed it almost hides how good he is at certain things you know um, but he's an awesome player and there's not a lot of guards that that do that that can do that type of shit like you know if you're talking about like just looking around the league I mean who is it it's like Fred Van Vliet you know Brunson's really good on and off the ball but he's not giving you the defense that quickly does I, I don't think there's
1: a player in the league right now doing what quickly's doing yeah, maybe yeah, not. like I mean, like Drew Holiday is probably like the only cop I can think off the top of my head. And but Drew Holiday is doing it in starters minutes, and he's playing next to Giannis. I don't watch the Grizzlies enough to
2: know, but like, would you say guys like Tyus Jones? No, because Bain? Tyus Jones
1: can't defend. What
2: about right. Bain?
3: Like he's okay. I think Bane is like better than what Bane is bringing is more consistent than quickly. Just because his offense is so valuable. He's such a good shooter. He's so good off the bounce. He's shooting like 45% from three or something insane, or he was, I don't know if he still is, but
1: 43%. He did yeah. His three
3: point shooting is outrageous over crazy volume. Um, but I think what Tyrese is saying is that like, if you, the, the versatility thing that you're talking about is such a good point. And I think this is what Tyrese is saying in terms of I don't think anyone else is doing what quickly is doing is that if you take any other play and compound their role, their overall value gets reduced because they don't have like I'm trying to think of a player. Like take Caruso. Caruso is an unbelievable defender, probably better than Quickly is, but That is what he is, you know, like that that right now because he's just not a great offensive player. The Bulls are like 10 points worse offensively when he plays. He's not a great shooter. He he can't really do much with the ball in his hands. Quickly can do stuff with the ball in his hands, but if you put him with starters, he can catch and shoot. He can go screen. What were the Knicks doing down the stretch tonight? They were using Quickly as the primary screener every single time. Quickly's value, it doesn't matter what situation you put him in. He's gonna return the value because yeah. because of the versatility that you're talking about, Twin. He is legitimately one of I'm not gonna say one of the ten most valuable players in the league, but he's one of the most ten, ten most valuable role players in the league. One of the five easily
1: he's, most a, he's a, like like aside from like maybe Bruce Brown, I'm like and even still, like, I think Quizley's better than Bruce Brown. But like it's just like versatility.
2: Bruce, Bruce Brown is like just weird dude. He's like a
1: fucking big yeah, he's Bruce a big one. Like, he, yeah, like, he <laughs> could like play like. Four positions is weird, but like, Twin, you know he he's shooting insane this year, though, right? Like
2: yeah, yeah but he, he like I mean, I've watched them enough. Like, he's shooting great, but it's like all like spoon fed shit in the corners.
1: Yeah, that's at true. the same time though, he should be nicked fixed here. But like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, keep it the MLE anyway. Um, back to what, got, what I was saying. He got that MLE, didn't he? He got the um, taxpayer MLE, so six point three, okay. and he's like he's a player option. He'll, he'll opt out, but like, um. Yeah, dude. Like, Quickly is arguably one of the 10 most valuable role players in the league. Top three. He's top three. He's top three. Because, like, nobody in the league is able to give you the defensive versatility that he does while also giving you, like, the offensive um upside that he does. Because he can legitimately give you, like, Drew Holiday-level performances off the bench. Like, he can drop 20 off the bench and lock up your best player. Like he'll never, he'll probably never win Sixth Man of the Year unless he has a crazy like offensive season. But like he should arguably be Sixth Man of the Year just because of what he's doing.
3: Yeah, he'll 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 never like score enough because I saw somebody post an article uh the other day that basically Sixth Man of the Year is just like sort by points per game off the bench. Oh, that's and exactly that's, what it is.
1: That's, that's, like, that's, what, West, that's what It's West West always,
0: West West. always the same thing every yeah.
1: Westbrook, year. Westbrook is winning it this year, so like yeah.
0: Sadly. I just right. want to say uh, this, is
3: kinda, into... I mean, this is this is a kind of a conversation switcher, but uh, uh, Chris Purse, Perci- whatever his last name is, I don't have his name. <laughs> that dude, that dude is a Tibbs troll in the post games. He his first question is about Obi, which and and so after a win, he forces Tibbs to like confront the Obi problem, and Tibbs says, "I like Obi's aggressiveness. He's mixing it up. He's not settling." He's driving the floor. He's shooting the open three. I like the way he's attacking the basket. Ten fucking minutes, man. Like, you dude, must really do like... I'm sorry.
1: That pissed me off. And hey, you know how I feel about Obi Toppin. I have not shy away from how I feel about Obi Toppin. But that made no sense tonight. Like, he's doing all... He, like, he scored 11 points in ten minutes. You're telling me that... Like, there was a stretch in the third quarter where he could have at least played with Randall, And for some reason... He did not, and then in the fourth quarter, when they had the lead and they were doing just fine, it wasn't like the game's out of, out of hand either. That he somehow gets pulled for Randall, and granted, Randall made it work because he was good down the stretch tonight. But like, he somehow gets pulled with like seven, seven and a half minutes on the clock. It was it was
2: more than that. He 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 basically played three minutes in the, in the fourth quarter,
1: which is nuts. Yeah, like I would understand if Obi oh, was like oh four from three and one of seven from the field or whatever. Fine, sure, but like. Tonight was not like you could try to buy Randall Rest, and he just did not want to. I maybe he was trying to match minutes with Mitchell, but like, I'm sorry that that's just like. No, I, what 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 happened is uh,
2: Mobley came in, and Ob gave up two drives to him, But like, mm. and which like here's the thing, and I, I look, I'm, I know that look me and Tyrese don't agree on Obi, but if Tyrese is agreeing with me tonight on Obi, that's saying something. Um, but like. It, it's a it's a kind of thing where okay yes he got cooked on two straight drives and he should do better and he should know like okay I I I can't let Mo, if Mobley puts the ball on the floor I can't let him go back to his right right like I have to just sit on his right and make him go left. You can't learn that unless you play through it, and that was a perfect opportunity to let him play through it because like yeah it was it's an eight point game it's close but you still have a little bit of cushion there right like and Obi was giving you good offense and it like it wasn't just the fact that he made threes it's like there's just
0: getting stuff going yeah to the there, and there was
2: an energy to how he played i thought he did a good job on the glass actually tonight making um,
0: decisions as um, yeah, always like he,
2: he played well and i i thought his defense really even like the Mobley things like look Moby, Moby's is just bigger
0: than him yeah and he That's shouldn't it.
2: let Mobley get back to his right but th- but it's not like he was just Un- it was uncontested shots right like yeah, he, to,
0: he wasn't he, trying or anything he had, like to, he had
2: to put it up over obi and he, of course he did but like it's 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 one thing when he's got a stretch where he's just no confidence but and that those are miserable but these last two games haven't been that and you know i'm a little bit more sympathetic tonight to like why he went back to randall uh nice. in that situation it felt like I, I mean this felt like a game like they had to have it like they they had to get this game So I'm a little bit more, I'm I'm more sympathetic to Tibbs just being like, fuck it, Julius has it going, I'm rolling with him tonight. Um, But like, the Toronto game, I mean, look, I I think Tibbs coached actually a really good game tonight, and it's weird. I think because the Cavs don't have wings, and because he likes matching Grimes up on Mitchell, it almost naturally leads him to, like, coach well against them, because rotations just make make way more sense. Um, But but like I thought he coached a really good game. And quick aside, we're a bad matchup for the Cavs. Weirdly, a bad yeah. matchup for them. That's um,
0: that's one of the reasons why, like throughout the year, no matter how shitty we've played, I've always said that if we end up in a playoff matchup versus them, I'd pre- I feel pretty confident facing them.
1: Yeah, I think I think we are a bad matchup. They for they game. they don't have the size, like yeah. they cannot stop Randall. I'm sorry, you can't put Evan Motley on Randall. Well and also have- they, they don't have the wings thin. either,
2: right? Like, that's the other, like, like Toronto is such a bad matchup for us because Isaac they have like 7,006-8 guys that all bench 380 pounds. And it's like, we don't have guys that can match up with them, but they, we, they, all they have are guards and bigs. And like, that's all we have. So it's great. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say, like, I thought he coached a really good game today. And I'm happy he did because I thought the Toronto game was arguably one of his worst Psh. coach games of his. Three of his so, two and a half years. So today. glad
0: I missed that one. Yeah. So Holy so shit.
2: so like if I'm gonna kill the guy, uh, I think he deserves credit when he does a good job, and I thought he did a really good job tonight.
0: All right, before okay, we get I, into comments, I, I do want to get into the ad read. So before Sam, we, Sam, can go. I
2: just can I just say one thing about which
3: uh, about the Obi thing before we move go ahead. on? I just think the thing that bothers me the most about it is with Obi, it's always about the micro. So when Obi does one thing wrong, all Tib sees is that one error and how it can hurt them if it's extrapolated. And so he sees, he sees Mobley cook Obi on back-to-back possessions, and he's like, if I don't make a change right now, what's the worst that could happen? When Randall makes a mistake, it's all about the macro. It's all about what Randall gives the Knicks on the whole. And on a night like tonight, when the Knicks are literally 22 points better when Obi's on the court versus Randall's on the court, he should get some of that micro benefit or macro benefit of the doubt. He should get the respect of, okay, I don't like how it looks every possession, but we're fucking winning his minutes, okay? Like we're we're destroying the other team in his minutes. There has to be an intelligence and an understanding of that. There has to be okay, we're literally winning at over a point a minute when this guy's on the court. That is an elite rate. It doesn't matter if I don't like the micro the micro of that one possession. I'm sorry, that's just not, that's not an optimal coaching, basketball coaching strategy. And I'm not saying that Obi should be treated like Randall. I just think he should be treated better. And I think there's a middle ground here that we need to approach to optimize this team in
2: the short term and in the long term.
0: Well, it's not going to happen with Thibs here, so.
2: <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, I, I really do take him at his word when he says, like, like, I don't, I do think he likes Obi. I just don't think he is, like, he, he's just so, like, it's it's almost like a, a, like, Randall's like a security blanket for him, right? Where it's, like, good or bad or whatever, like, he knows what Randall's going to do <laughs> night to night. Like, he knows Randall's going to, you know, he's going to have, like, Probably three or four possessions where you're like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" He's gonna take probably two or three step back jumpers that he shouldn't take, but he's gonna get you ten to thirteen rebounds or something. He's gonna maul dudes inside. Like he just knows. With Obi, Obi's a little bit more. Obi's like jazz, right? It's like he's just kind of improvising when he's out there. It's not the same thing. Randall's a little bit more. You know exactly. Like you give Randall the ball twenty feet from the hoop, you know exactly what's gonna happen. Right, You don't really have to guess about it. With Obi, it's like, I'm going to give him the ball in the corner. Is he going to shoot the three, or is he going to go try to run a dribble handoff and like, do other kind of shit? So um, it's it's hard for him, I think, because his nature is to be – he's a control freak, right? Uh, so a guy like Obi is really hard for him to coach. And I think actually that's why it has taken him a little bit of time, regardless of how good quickly he is on defense and all the small things he does, to trust him uh, to the degree that he has – so far this year. So um, you know, it sucks, but I still think they should keep Obi at least to the end of the season and and see what they got because look, you, you drafted the kid at eighth overall. You still need somebody to play behind Randall. And I still hold out hope that at some point at some point in life Tibbs will do the the crazy thing of trying uh Obi and Randall together at the three and the four. That would be cool.
0: All right. Let's get into the ad read before we get <clears throat> into comments because we got like a whole bunch of comments coming in. Um, four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Not a new customer. You can feel the conference championship thrills, which stepped up same game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg. You add up to 100%. Um, so we got Eagles versus Niners and we got hammer the Niners, baby. I
1: don't, I don't want to talk about it.
2: <laughs> Tyrese. We're, we're both, we're both in the same boat. Yeah. Jeff's yeah. been on that boat since like week one too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen, listen,
3: buddy.
2: Let's ride.
3: Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> that was an unnecessary shot. I was, I've was. i been supporting you guys' teams all year. I've been a great friend. And I'm,
2: getting- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just uh, – I i can't not take a shot at Russell Wilson because I've always
3: – I do, I do a Schwinn's emo ass when Josh Allen almost <laughs> gets hurt eight weeks ago, and now I'm getting strays eight weeks later. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> I mean the way he was passing, he might as well have been hurt.
0: Like, Jesus. Yeah, just so you don't watch the game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got the Niners and we got the 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 Eagles ver- and we got the Bengals and the Chiefs. Um, I got a rematch of Niners versus Chiefs.
1: Bengals, Eagles are going to be a filthy game to watch.
0: Yeah, I think
2: I think Bengals are. I think they're the best team left, uh, which sucks because I would love to watch Eli Apple fail. Um, so hopefully Patrick Mahomes can uh, pull off the upset, but I, I think the Bengals are the best team left. And then I think the Eagles have the best roster in football, but I don't know. I look, the, the, that. That game's going to be interesting because I think neither of those teams is like, neither of those quarterbacks has really had to deal with like playing from behind at all, but that's going to happen to one of them. So I'll be interested yeah. to see how that works.
3: Yeah. But one is an MVP candidate and one is Brock Purdy.
2: Dude, yeah. if the 49ers win this game, I don't want to I don't want to talk about the Jalen Hurts disrespect. I don't I don't wanna talk about the Jalen Hurts MVP thing, otherwise Stacey's probably gonna attack me and be like, oh my god, you think Jalen Hurts is the worst player ever? I'm gonna be he like is. No, I just don't think he's the MVP. That's all that's no. fine. That's fine. That's fine, <laughs> but he's much
3: closer to the MVP conversation than Brock Purdy is. I don't know I'm about just, that,
2: man. Brock uh, Purdy just can't Brock,
3: lose ball games. <laughs> Brock
1: Purdy's gotta get done, dude.
3: <laughs> the Eagles are gonna
2: they better stomp. They the Eagles are going to
3: They're not
1: they're not going to stomp because the 49ers defense is too good. And,
2: like, and, yeah, they're studs. Yeah. They got fucking yeah. monsters everywhere. And then um is not the
1: Eagles defense play like, better? No, it's not. It's not better no. than the 49ers defense.
2: The the biggest thing with uh Brock Purdy is, you know, he's just something about him. You just trust him, you know. It's like a, a lot of intangibles.
1: Coaches. oh okay yeah. you're being racist you're being racist I like it. Cool. <laughs> he, he just gives me tom brady vibes. i don't yeah.
3: know he seems like the type of guy who would be like first in the gym last out you know like he's
0: brings his lunch pail you know gets to work hard hat
3: yep i'd really love for him to marry my daughter you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a backwards cat kind, yeah. kind of guy yeah but jalen Hurts, he's just a thug you know <laughs> running quarterback.
0: (laughs) All right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN as you see in the corner of your screen. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Comments. We got a whole bunch that came in. Let's get to it. Um... Chris Bernhardt asks, where has this been from iHeart all year?
1: Blame uh, tips.
0: Uh, I don't know. I feel like the passing was good
1: tonight, and I feel like he should not have his high as a Knicks should not be four assists, which is crazy. Was that his – is tonight Is high? Sick. It's, his, it's um, his first four game since the season opener against Memphis. <laughs> and he played wow. like –
2: he randomly cool. had to play, like, 35 minutes in the season opener, too.
1: Yep. <laughs> I think it was 40 because they were over. Yeah, 50. I think it was in the 40s. Yeah. Um, yeah so, like, that's, that's his most assist since the first game of the season.
3: You know you know, you know, what I realized tonight? Our best mover off of Hardenstein is randomly Deuce. Yes. Yep. Yep. Deuce is the only one who knows how to make that little back cut that Hardenstein's looking for at the top of the key. I and, saw that
0: synergy in, in preseason between them. Yeah, yeah
3: right, for, for sure. Hard. And... I I hope they, I mean, if they're going to be in the rotation, I hope they play more together and I hope they develop that more because somebody pointed out on uh, Twitter earlier today, the, the opposite or the juxtaposition of the first unit right now, which is all offense, no defense, and the second unit, which is all defense and no offense as Good as quickly has been, that bench unit could use an infusion of offense, and Hardenstein being able to make passes like that and get easy looks would be huge for that unit.
1: Also, I would have to say that they actually played Randall with the bench, and those minutes were huge. Um, I've yeah, there were some moments where like they he played with the bench, um, and then RJ came in the bench, and yeah. I don't, I just don't like RJ with the bench, but like I like Randall with the bench, it, it
2: turns it's- into like this art, like he just calls plays for rj to like iso basically and run pick and roll and it's like yeah it sucks i hate it it's like it's always better when quickly ends up running the offense um instead of rj but what you're right when rj's in with them it tends to be like the rj show right so um the hard, like I, I don't know what it was tonight but aside from that weird thing with evan mobley at the end or down the stretch like Hartenstein did a really good job of generally like boxing out and grabbing defensive rebounds. And like, it wasn't just him, right? It was the whole team. And when the entire team is boxing out and crashing the glass, um, that makes a difference for him, especially because he's, we know this, like that's a weakness of his, right? Like that was a weakness of his last year. It's a weakness of his this year. So you need to protect him. And um, they did a good job of that tonight as a collective team. And obviously like you mentioned this, you know, playing Randall with him, Help because Randall was. I mean, again, he's just he was awesome tonight, even on like defensive glass was great. Obi Obi had three defensive rebounds in 10 minutes, you know, like that's a good, fucking solid performance from him.
0: On the I'll let the haters hear that, yeah, quickly had, rebound,
2: yeah, quickly had five defensive rebounds. Like it's th- these if you're gonna play Hartenstein, you need everybody else to chip in on the defensive glass. And yes, it was nice that Hartenstein himself rebounded better tonight, but the biggest thing is everybody else has to chip in because we know over. A longer minutes load, uh Hartenstein's not going to be a good defensive rebounder. So other guys got to chip in. That helped a lot. Uh and the other thing is, again, it goes back to the matchups. Like I just think like Jared Allen is a really good center. Evan Mobley is going to be a really good big, and he's he's gotten he's kind of like snapped out of a slow start to the season and been playing better. But like those guys they can't really like who are they pushing around? You know what I mean? Like they're not super physical dudes no they're not so they're building like, kind of, like come on yeah you you have to like you have to like so for this matchup like it's a good matchup for artenstein and it's a good matchup for our team obviously as we talked about like you know <laughs> your one two three is basically garland mitchell and lavert right like because the other, I mean, Okoro is fucking garbage. Uh, Rubio, dude, he, he was he was amazing on defense, though. His defense is amazing. That's that's great. Uh, if the, if Tibbs, like you know, ever makes the if he if he
0: recognizes
2: that you're allowed to like defend different players differently, he will. Why just was he? Why the they
0: were they sending like two to th- two or three people at Okoro? I was like, what the hell is going on here? I, I would car, dude. I would
2: literally <laughs> never defend him. Like, I would not even. I would have Make him shoot. Yeah, just just don't defend him. That's what both their both their games in the plane last year were just like, that was, that's what it was. Um,
3: but
1: I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry.
3: Okoro had nine, five and five on five shots. and was plus 18 calling him garbage tonight is a little, a little extreme
2: in my opinion. Yeah, that's fine. I'm happy at a good game. He's garbage. Um, <laughs> he's not good. And he's like, th- we saw at the end of the game, once the Knicks were like, okay, we don't need to defend this guy. We saw it like he's a, he, you play four on five on offense with him. So like it's, it's cool that he's good on defense and shit, but it's the deuce thing. Like most teams know that Isaac Okoro is not, you just let him shoot. So it's great. I mean, that Schlech, and you
1: know that we have,
3: or I have, and I, I know you do too. We have a soft spot for those. No offense, all yeah. defense.
2: Oh, of, yeah. course. <laughs> of course. I love those guys, but like, that's what it is. I, Hey, I've even suggested the Knicks offer a Reddish for Isaac Okoro. So, um but like to, to
1: oh, filthy by the way. I just noticed that. Continue. You don't want to do that trade? No. Okay, you like Cam had... Reddish now? No, it's fucking <laughs> horrible, man. standards. I, I. <laughs> uh
2: but but no, look, Hartenstein was he was awesome tonight. And um the Hartenstein I, I thought I thought he played well actually against Toronto. You just had a really bad little like last two, three possessions in the fourth quarter. But I thought he had a good game against Toronto, and I, I it will be nice if he ever makes a floater again. Um, but the, you know,
0: that was his one calling card on the offense besides know, right? like, the passing. R- and r- the random, game. random
2: aside
3: here, I, I was watching on mute. Why did Tibbs not challenge that?
2: Was that put back not a really obvious two points, or what, T- what did Tibbs, I miss? Tibbs is. Why does Tibbs never challenge things that he should challenge? He, he so never
0: challenges the most obvious things that should be challenged. He but
2: likes to save was his challenge. Was that a basket? Like, what did Mike and It Clyde looked like, like a basket. Okay. It looked like a basket. Uh, I mean, according to Breen, it was, it
0: was tough it was call. Still, it was still on the cylinder a little tough, bit.
2: Tough call, Clyde. Can't really see that one. Like, How <laughs> do you could it. it?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, I, Tibbs, I, from what I've gathered, it feels like he doesn't like using a challenge until it's late in the game. So, he'll save challenge a challenge even if it's one that you can win which i think is stupid because if there's any situation where you can gain two points or three points you should always just do it. For it yeah you always. should always take that challenge cuz that's the best like possible outcome for a challenge is you net points um so to me it doesn't matter when it occurs first quarter second quarter third quarter I and mean, look at how many close games we played this year right like Ugh. it shouldn't matter if you get two three points
0: do it. That could be the uh, difference in a win or a loss. And,
2: and one thing I can we just that the flagrant foul on three-point shooters thing. We was
0: just sense. talking about this before we came Shit. on. I was You're like, bro, ridiculous. these shits are pissing me off. Like I didn't catch all of the last game. I caught like glimpses of, glimpses of it on my phone. But like one part that I did catch was Grimes catching a flagrant for like I forgot who it was. It was either Gary Trent or Fred Van Vliet. They shot a three. And like I hate that you like players are able to like shoot and like basically extend their legs out now so like their landing, their landing area is now like what like five to ten feet within range of wherever they're shooting from now like that's just their landing area and you can't even step anywhere near that because as soon as they drop whistle and then it's always a flagrant now and it's so stupid
3: <clears throat> yeah i uh, i i had this in my head when uh schwinn was talking about randall i just wanted to give him a shout out for uh because, because I thought that the Knicks actually—I I thought Hardenstein was tired at the end of the game. Obviously, because he played the last 16 minutes, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and when Tyrese, special, baby. when Tyrese was talking about how, oh, like he didn't have to get Randall back in, I get Tibbs <laughs> wanting to go back to Randall, but why didn't he just? Give Hardenstein a short breather. Let Randall and Obi play for a couple minutes together, and then put Hardenstein back in. Like, I, I feel like he doesn't know that they're allowed to do that. Like, like he thinks it's baseball or something. Like, once you take a guy or soccer, once you take a starter out or, or a bench player out, you can't put him back in. I don't
1: know. But and the I funny thing was, like with RJ, he puts him back in with like two minutes left in the game, and then yeah. RJ immediately gives up two fouls to Garland. Mavericks lose. Our pick gets better, baby. <laughs> great day, great day. I just watched the ending. Great day.
3: Um, the, da- the Danny Odvia game.
1: <laughs> disgusting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen and ten from Danny Odvia. It might feel like feels like a hate crime. Anyway, um, te-
3: te- te- ter- Terry, Terry. I just want. I just. I was just trying to say. Um, so mm. down the stretch, I thought we were we were actually pretty bad on the defensive glass. There was that one possession where they got like six straight possessions. And then Randall pretty much just took it upon himself and was like, dude, screw this. Like we're not giving up another offensive rebound. And he got a huge rebound. And like one of the things me and Sam have been harping on Randall the most for like the last year is contested rebounds. Like so many of his rebounds in the past were just like, Oh, Mitch boxed out and I grabbed the rebound or, Oh, there's RJ trying to get a rebound. I'm going to go check him and steal the rebound because (laughs) I'm the rebounding guy. But it really does feel like he's made an effort to not only box out, but to like, Battle for rebounds, and I've really appreciated that.
2: Um, I gotta say, I just want to mention this real quick the line, the bench lineup I really like, and that looked really good today and opened up the game in the fourth quarter early in the fourth was um <clears throat> Brunson, Quick, Grimes, uh, might was it Grimes or was it RJ? It doesn't really matter. One of those guys, it was, it was Grimes, OB, Hartenstein. Uh, you have the ISO shot creator there with Brunson. I think he's now letting he's like willing to let quickly do more shit, bring the ball up, run point at times. Mm-hmm. So there's more flow. Uh, I think Brunson actually helps Obi out a little bit. And I think Grimes, uh, What well, I've I've been saying this for a while. I, Grimes just plays better when, when he's on the floor quickly. I, I don't know what, like it's probably because they're both really good defensively. I also think that quickly is good at finding him on the perimeter for three points, uh, three point jumpers. But like, they just play really well together and you have to find a way to just get them on the floor more often together, regardless of opponent, regardless of, you know, needing to get RJ out there and Brunson out there. Those two got to get more minutes together.
3: Schwinn they're, uh <laughs> They've played 505 minutes together. And the net rating when quickly and Grimes are on the court is plus 13.7 per hundred. Yeah. So yeah, you are correct, sir.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you want to win ball games, play those guys a lot of minutes together.
0: Yeah. Um Ace Bouchard says the problem I have with Deuce just being a defensive specialist is that I think he might just be a little too small to play that role in the NBA. Um I mean
1: I don't think so, because
0: like there's a bunch of dudes who are just defensive
1: specialists that are who guards, are like, like Javon Carter. You have like your own um...
0: and Javon Carter. He's developed his offense over the years, too. Yeah. So I and think like it's like is... something that a lot of guys just have to grow into in the NBA.
2: You know, the main issue with Deuce is he's not a good enough player to constantly be changing his hairstyle. He dyed uh, his hair today, didn't he? Yeah, he's got to just fucking stick to something and enough. Like, enough.
0: Show on my son. You know, he's exploring, you know, the, the creativity of his hair, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably, maybe maybe You're his girl's telling him to change his hair all the time.
1: You got the worst son, Schwinn. Sorry, Sam, like, what the dudes Do ride your son now?
0: They, they're all my sons. They're all my sons. You know, all the young boys on the Knicks.
3: All
1: right, Antonio Cromartie.
0: Like, damn. <laughs> Everybody other than Julius
2: and Brunson are his sons.
3: Basically, <laughs> I, I also think that uh, Deuce has that low center of gravity, which makes up for like a lack of height. Like, he's just really—he's really strong, so it's hard to bully him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like agree in general that like he just has to be better on offense. Like, I don't think he'll survive in this league if this is what he is on offense, even with how good he is on defense.
2: It—I it, it feels like the internally the team is still pretty high on him because we've seen like Fred Katz is in like the last two articles written that they've basically like they're not interested in moving him at all right now. Um which is I don't know. I mean I, I mean I'm sure that's not exactly true. Like if some teams like hey we'll give you a first round pick reduce McBride they'll probably be like, okay, cool. Like we'll do that. Yeah. Um but like I, I get I don't think they have interest in moving him to just move him. Like Honestly, every report that I'm reading, it really seems to me like the Knicks are aware that they've got an $18 million salary slot that's doing nothing in Evan Fournier and a $14.5 million salary slot that's doing nothing in Derrick Rose, and they have to find a way to turn those into players, and our rotation is already thin as it is, so they need to find a way to do like use these protected picks they have to like make that happen, and not just... Like, you can't subtract players right now that are actually in the rotation to make those moves is is where I'm at with this team right now. They've got to find a way to use those protective picks to turn that, those salary slots into actual players. And, um, you know, Deuce, like, yeah, of course, he has to shoot better to to be a consistent player. And, like, yes, the size, there are limitations with that. I, I, I would say that, like, the makeup of our team also puts him in a shitty position um, because like we don't have wings. Right. So a lot of times do ends up having to defend a, a two or like sometimes even a three or whatever it is. Like there's all these weird matchups where he is oversized. Uh, but like, look, if you threw him on, let's say Dallas, right. He'd be fine there because Luca can defend threes or whatever. They've got Dorian Finney-Smith. like he wouldn't have to defend out of position. And I think that would help him a lot. So to me, there are limitations with him with his size, but they're not so extreme. And really, I think they look more extreme than they are because of the makeup of the roster that we have right now.
0: Yeah, the rosters are definitely not doing a lot of players much favors. Um, hopefully, trade Deadline can, you know, make some amends to that.
2: Bring Gary Trent Jr. home. <laughs>
0: Aaron Bender says, "Big up Jeff for carrying the post game after a sad loss, um, the Toronto game, um, and blessing us with Alfred Payton slander when we needed it most. Never forget, there was Alfred Payton slander, Jeff. Dude,
3: seventy minutes by myself where I'm talking. Eventually, <laughs> Alfred Payton's gonna come up, man. Like I got, I gotta dig deep deep in the bag, and Alfred Payton is very, very much still in the bag. The scars are deep."
0: I, I, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, a whole season of starting Alfred Payton in two playoff games, it can it can scar someone.
1: Just, yeah. My, oh, I appreciate that. He, the- he was a spot starter for like the, last, like the back half of the season to the point where he literally just played seven minutes in the first quarter and then didn't see the court for the, until the third quarter. It made no sense whatsoever, dude. Awful. Oh god i get angry thinking about it because it's just like why was why was derrick rose playing 16 minutes straight
3: how did you not, not have a beat writer who was like hey tom you have this guy who's notoriously an injury prone point guard playing the last 18 minutes of every <laughs> game ever what, what don't you see something wrong with that like how is there not someone I, 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 Step on
0: Bondi to do that since he has so much to say about you know the giants and and brian dayball and dude, shit. Like, dude, we
3: needed chris chris is the beat writer that was I, promised man
0: that, that dayball
2: tweet he had over the weekend was so he's stupid. so pathetic he's it was so just pathetic. so dumb it's like what do you Oh, uh, low bar like first of all what are they supposed to do? fucking boo him like, <laughs> like what do you want them to do oh fuck you brian losing us this playoff game like what they're not gonna do that what the hell are they supposed to do man
0: low bar as he like quivers in fear of tom thibodeau like get a grip dude that's
3: such a good point there oh my god dable's already cleared thibodeau's bar he won a playoff game and like
2: and he's still praising thibodeau but we can't we can't throw dable a bone yeah he'll Uh, fucking he'll fucking go to the ends of the earth to to pray oh look tom thibodeau's playing young guys you guys are all wrong it's like all right bud like let's first of all you thought all the young guys sucked just like yeah. Thibodeau did early. Uh, and second of all, don't fool yourself and pretend like Tibbs came to these uh, decisions all on his own. Let's let's grow. Yeah, he's a like a bit. actively
0: getting forced to play, guys. Yeah. Like-,
2: like we know what happened. We know that you know. There's a reason Cam's not playing, probably because he fell out with Thibodeau. And uh, Bondi has hinted that he has that story, so it's funny for him to have that story and then also be like, but you know, Tom Tom's Gray is doing a perfect job. He's the greatest manager of. Young men in the city of New York. Um, what a show! Yeah, uh, yeah. This look. This is a fun game, though. I'm happy the next one. It's great. Yeah,
1: Yep.
3: You're you're 100 right by the way, when I'm looking at the box score right now. This is about as ideal a minutes distribution as we can get under Tibbs. I mean, obviously there's the Ob stuff. Like if you, like, but like literally, if you gave Ob like three of Hardenstein's minutes, five of Sims's minutes, and three of Randall minutes, so it's 35 minutes for Randall. 20 minutes for Sims, 20 minutes for Hartenstein, and 21 minutes for Obi. I think this is about as good a rotation as you're gonna get with Tom Thibodeau.
2: Yeah, and his rotation the last time we played them was really good too. And uh, that was the first, that was obviously the first game after we him. gotta play
0: the Cavs in the playoffs. This is the, this is the only <laughs> it, way to it get success.
2: It's just not gonna happen because they're not they're not gonna get to the three or the two seed. Yeah,
0: and there's, the there's best like we're the gonna do is the is the six seed. So yeah, we, we had our chance to catch up and you know get in that range of them. I,
1: I mean, we're only three games back.
2: Yeah, dude, it's we should actually be tied with them right now. It's really yeah, yeah I, yeah, I know.
1: I know, I <laughs> know. But like three games back, if they can tread water, like I, I think there's a chance that they can maybe like make the noise in the last 15 games or something, the last 15 games are pretty low.
2: So they're now they're now ten and eleven over the last two seasons without Mitch. Um, in games, Mitch hasn't played. Like, if they can just stay around 500 without Mitch, they'll be fine when he get once he gets back.
1: Yeah, because he should be back by the time All Star Breaks over. So. Yeah,
2: so they've got to go what like two more weeks, basically.
1: Yeah, uh, he what he broke his thumb fr- Friday, right? Friday.
2: Yeah. No, not Friday. Oh, no, it
1: was Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Wednesday so, yeah. no. so it's
1: already been like a week or so. So like they say he would be reevaluated. I don't think he'll come back until like the All Star Break. So. They and they they won't they
2: they won't push him to come back before that, right? Because no. it's like, it just makes sense to wait until after All Star because you're basically giving him then, like another and week. a half weeks, yeah, four and a half weeks, uh, yeah,
1: to get ready. So yeah. and then he I, won't have a minutes restriction either. So like, yeah,
2: it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great the first three games when he gets back and he like can't fucking move after two
0: minutes. <laughs> he's gonna be like he's gonna be like out of breath, <laughs> just fucking like dying minutes. at a half court. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: I don't want to be like the consistent Debbie downer of the show but like Schwinn, if you look at our 11 games before the All-Star break I don't see five wins. I mean,
0: yeah, I we were talking about
3: agree. this with I recently. disagree
2: with this. I I I will I'll do it right now, okay? Please I, do. I it. think I think today today was a 50-50 game to me. Uh I think the, I and I even like just I told Stacy on our pod I was like cuz he was doing the same fucking Debbie Downer shit and he's like, Oh, we're not gonna win any basketball games. <laughs> I'm like, We'll win
0: basketball like, first games. We're first of all, we're win first all, it's
2: the NBA regular season. If you can't win basketball games, you're probably like your coach should be fired, probably. Like you're the it's it's the NBA regular season. You can or always find a
0: way to win basketball games. Um, unless you're Tom Thibodeau's Knicks. Yeah, but which, hey, look, they proved last year. Three and seventeen. There was a stretch. Three and seventeen. But that was because he was doing stupid shit. Luckily, we like. And he keeps basically... doing stupid shit this year too. He, he
2: is, but but we actually don't have like enough bad players for him to justify playing over good players right now. So that helps him out a lot. Okay, uh, we're gonna lose to the Celtics. We're gonna lose to the Nets. The Nets is always an automatic so loss. That, so that's so that's zero and two, right? Mm-hmm. We beat the Lakers. We well, LeBron beat the- breaks the record. Yeah, we beat the Heat. We beat the Clippers. That's three and two. Whoa. I think we lose to the 76ers. That's three and three. We beat the Magic four and three. We lose to the 76ers again, four and four. We beat the Jazz. We lose to the Nets.
1: We beat the Hawks. That's the also that's, that's six that's and five.
3: Six, that's six and five.
2: I don't see what's like. I, I, they,
3: beat, I, don't, I, don't know, I
1: they beat the Nets What? They beat the Nets one, dude. carry sucks. You know KD's gonna otter, come back for that game. Talk. Katie like lives no, to destroy us. He's not coming back for that game. It's gonna be too it's gonna be too early. Did
0: he, did he say that? Yeah, he's he getting reevaluated in a week. He will visit some right. like magical right. priest and like get healed so he can play <laughs> the next. Rich Kleiman is gonna like, like fucking. It's always know. the Knicks. Like, watch 80's gonna come back just in time for the next game. The Celtics rested all their players today so they can come back on Thursday. Oh, they We're said two out. they said
1: two more weeks. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, okay, yeah. like I
2: like this we just talked about this. Mitch is really good. Don't get me wrong. I reject the idea that he's so good that without him we should be quivering in fear of like any stretch of any schedule. Like this team is good. Brunson played like dog shit tonight and we beat a full strength Cavs team. You know like the Cavs like, suck against us. Yeah like we have a good team. You know there are. Mo- Archie didn't have a good game either. Grimes didn't particularly shoot that well. Great on defense, but he didn't shoot that well. But like we can overcome this shit because we have multiple good players. Randall is an all star. They, a- they have yeah. two all stars. They have two all stars. You should be able to win the stretch. Yes, thank you. That's that's. I've been saying this. Like I said this like should.
0: That's the key word but, there. But okay. that's but the should. thing.
2: It's if, it's they, t- if they, it's a talent if, you, you, it's a, if it's a, talent it's a thing. Yeah, and if you if you have like let's say let's say Brunson doesn't make All Star but Randall does, fine. You have one All Star, you have one guy that should, should be an All Star. Whatever, he's, he's, in like a, right he's there. an injury replacement. He's yeah. going to with the injury replacement. Right. So you have uh, one sure All Star, one guy that should could be there. Whatever. You have four really good, to some extent, rotation pieces. They're also making a trade.
1: They're also making a trade. Like we know yeah. this because I, just, I, I I
2: re- I don't think they're gonna do it. I really would like them to trade for Gary Trent Jr. I think. Uh,
1: i I would not be surprised. I, I think they'd probably do, go about like the Grayson Allen thing, but like,
3: yeah. Schwin, yeah. can I get uh, Schwen, 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 can I get under four and a half plus
2: one fifty? Uh, I am not a bookie, and <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? Uh, check out uh Drafting Sports code I don't I don't think I can get it. I think I think I need to visit. <laughs> Schwinn sort of you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll, uh, yeah. Now I know a guy. His name is Teddy KGB. Uh, <laughs> you can, uh, you can, you know, he's always got a good, good action at, at his his uh, at his table. So
3: you know that I already put him out of business.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made a run.
2: You
3: made a yeah, run, <laughs> I, went, I,
0: right.
3: went, I went, I went for it,
0: Terry. I think these next comments, you're really gonna like these next comments from some of these people in the comments hawkeye420 says i'm at the point where i'd rather see them close with iq instead of rj especially this season why can't he string multiple good games together especially his def- since his defense is putrid now he also says tyrese's rj hating propaganda might have finally gotten to me
1: okay I'm not even hating it it's just like <laughs> it's just <being>
2: honest. <laughs> iq's a better player that's not hate
1: Yeah, I've said IQ's better for the last, what, two years? I told you he's better. He's better. Like, the fact that IQ went in the lineup and basically gave you RJ production at this like, slightly more, slightly more efficient, and with better defense, the lineup didn't drop off, and the the reason why the lineup failed is because they missed Brunson as well. Like, at this point, like, I think the gap between IQ and RJ is starting to become noticeable. It was already there. But, like, I think it's starting to become noticeable, and...
0: The Especially way I, on he, defense.
1: Yeah, the way IQ's playing defense, and the fact that his offenses are dropping off nearly as bad as we thought it might. With like, um, well, I don't think anybody thought it would drop off, but like the fact that his offense is still like coming together the way it is. Like, if you gave IQ RJ's minutes, do you did we not think that he'd probably be like eighteen point per game right now?
0: I mean, we saw it just like when R.J. Yeah. was out. <laughs>
2: yeah. I actually, I actually don't think he would, but that's not because he can. It's because.
1: He probably do worse out
2: of his role. Would be he different. just does different things. Like the the team is just different when he's out there. Um like yeah, he'll have games right where he scores 20, 25 points or something, but he's also going to have games where he has he's seven sorry. assists or he just plays really really good defense and only takes like three shots. Like he's he's again like we talk, he's going to find ways to help you win the ball game be it, whether he's scoring or not. The issue RJ has right now is
1: He's he doesn't really, do that unless he's scoring. And, when yeah, he's scoring and, and he was still like, when he's scoring, he's yeah. not like as good of a passer as he should be. He's not as good of a defender as he should be.
2: And and yet today was actually really annoying in the sense, like I actually liked, I liked, I thought he played really well in the first half. I know he got blocked a couple of times, but both the times he got blocked, first of all, Brunson basically like gave him a grenade with like seven <laughs> seconds left and was like, sorry, dude, my bad. I lost track of time. Um, but like he actually made a couple of like, he made a few really good passes in the first half uh he hit grimes on one on the baseline through absolute dime grimes missed a shot but like he 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 was passing well and then in the third quarter he did this he went into this structure he's like it's like dude i want it, to let you yeah well really? it's also like i want to let you in on a secret you isoing on jared allen is not a mismatch oh it, it's not <laughs> it actually you know it is a mismatch for them but, like that, you're not that's not you're, you're not mismatch hunting jared allen like yeah, and even Julius realized that today. He would. Julius sometimes likes to pretend that he can iso on guys that he shouldn't be isolating on, and he tried Jared Allen like twice and was like, "You know what? I'm not gonna do this anymore. Actually, uh, uh, I'm gonna try to only abuse Jer- Evan Mobley." But like yeah, RJ's got he, right now. He's not impacting the game unless he's scoring well, and he's an he's not as good a scorer as Brunson. He's not as good a scorer as Randall in my opinion, when a third option on any really good team has to give you value aside from scoring, and right, like, quite frankly, RJ's not doing that at a high enough level right now. So, whether that is, Jeff, we talked about this on Twitter, I think, after the last game, but it's like, you can be bad on defense or you can be bad at rebounding. You cannot be both. It yes. cannot be both. You have to be one or the other. Right now, he's not, he's doing he's He's being bad at both. He's got to pick one or the other. And the other thing is, I've been saying this since last year. He needs to be a four or five assist guy, because the you the the attention he draws when he drives, you're just you're literally talking about making simple passes to corner shooters. That's like that that that's all he is. He needs to do to become a four or five assist wing guy. And if he does that, you know what else is going to happen? His efficiency, which by the way, his efficiency has improved. I think people are. Uh, That five-game sample stretch where he just absolutely sucked is actually nuking his season's efficiency. Yeah, it's like a one
1: true shooting swing. Like, it's actually
2: kind of dumb. (laughs) It's crazy. But, like, he's actually made a pretty big improvement as a scorer. So, like, this isn't me feeling that he's not improved, but, like, he's got to get back to something close to his second year's defense. If he does that with the scoring gains... Or even "Mm -hmm. the
0: beginning of his third year.
2: Yeah. If he does yeah, that with before, the scoring games,
1: the, um, no
0: game, yeah. Yeah,
2: if he does that with the scoring games he's made, like I think the entire conversation around him is totally different. Um, and like, do I still think quickly would be better than him? I, I think probably yes, but it's a it's a much different conversation then, and it'd be a much more enjoyable, enjoyable conversation. Uh, but I, I do think at times, like and I'm guilty of this too. He is he's 22. Like he's not that old, so. He's not old at all, actually. So like, it's it's some it's one of those I'm things. Older where it's like, than
0: him, oh my yeah, it's, god!
2: It's you're one of those, Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like you want him to be better right now because that's kind of like when you draft somebody third overall, you're hoping they're like an all star right by
0: year three or four. Especially when you see yeah. what his peers are doing too.
2: Right, but like he's gotten better, and I think there's still like a level there for him to to improve on, on both ends. Um, he's not a finished product. We've seen him play good defense, you know, for like a long, like an entire season. So it's in there in him. He's just got to get back to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, offensively, like I, I think sometimes people feel like he's stagnated so much because he's not hitting a bunch of off the dribble jumpers at all, but you don't need to be aesthetically pleasing to be good on offense. Yeah. So I don't really care about that that much.
0: Yeah, I mean he kind of he
3: kind of has a choice um, individually and the team, like the franchise, and he have to be in lockstep. I saw a really cool interview with the uh, Thunder's head coach. Another last name that I would just butcher if I tried. Mark Yeah, there you go. And he just talked about how basically, like the players, the front office, and his coaching staff are all operating as one in terms of, like, individual goals and what they want the team to focus on. And it really feels like the Knicks don't have that. Like, obviously, Tibbs has what he wants. But, like, I as long as RJ's starting, I feel like somebody has to sit RJ down and be like, you're the third option. So, like, like Schwinn said... You have to be a you have to be a plus defender, you know. You have to be knocking down threes off the dribble or off the off the catch, and he is. Like that's one of the role player things that he's improved at the most. He's a really reliable catch and shoot th- shooter right now. In fact, I would argue that, given his propensity to take them, he's the most reliable catch and shoot three point shooter on the team because Grimes just doesn't do it enough. He, also need to been, take he needs bit more.
1: He needs to start taking more. RJ does. Yeah.
3: But does he need to start taking more because he's not firing or because he's not getting the kick out enough? Because I, I can't remember him passing on nearly as many on, on like a scale yeah. stand, from a scale standpoint. It's, I don't think he's like catching and pumping and driving nearly as much as like Grimes does.
1: I agree. But at the same time, I think that he's like I, I want to see him look around like 500 for three points. That's fair.
3: Um, But my point still remains that like when you're the third option, you have to have the role player skills. You have to have consistently good defense. And the team kind of needs to be like, that's who you are on this team right now. And this raises your overall individual ceiling. It's in your best interest to improve in this area. And if he's just going to keep taking this path where like clearly scoring is the most important thing, why isn't he just the sixth man? Like think about what everybody always said because,
2: about because you're you're it's just not gonna happen. Like,
1: because he, like, like I was also like he's he's no trade ship.
2: Like <laughs> Yeah. He he's a trade ship. He's also like he's the third overall pick. He's the highest pick since Ewing. He's the first guy they extended in like five
1: billion years. Yeah, like you bench him, you're essentially saying that like you don't buy him at all. Yeah,
2: you and and also like it. I just think it's whatever we look, it's fine to be like you got to bench him because it's the right thing to do basketball wise a team would benefit from it blah blah blah. i totally get all that but like Perception there's manager. also like a team dynamic to manage here. if yes. you bench rj i promise you if you bench rj he is checked the fuck out he is yeah. checking the fuck yeah. out and you're gonna get all kinds of shitty leaks coming out like you can't oh. do it you just can't do it so yeah. you but like but isn't he already? Couldn't you make the argument that since we know what he's capable of
3: defensively, mm-hmm. we've seen it. Isn't he arguably kind of checked out right now defensively? I, I don't I think, think he's checked out.
2: I don't think he's checked out. I, I think, think he's he, I think he doing? needs a coach. Like like the thing with him in his second year, right? Like when he's fucked up, you would see Tibbs take a timeout and fucking berate him. Like mm-hmm. absolutely light into him. I haven't seen Tibbs do that to RJ since like the second half of last year or something.
1: I think it's like you can't really do that to Arda anymore because Arda, you know, he has the bag. He, like he's still like one of the pills of the franchise. Like it's nice when like yeah, year two you can yell at the dude, but like he now... doesn't do it too quickly now either.
2: It's like it's like these guys earned the, the Tibbs badge. You know it's like yeah. he's like, okay, like no no I don't need to yell at you anymore. I'm moving on to new like new targets like Hartenstein, <laughs> yeah, Deuce, Sims, fucking Grimes anytime he commits a foul.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I I think at this point, I I would argue against him not being checked out. I think he's checked out I think he kind of knows that like Brunson's here, Randall's here, and he already was in trade rumors last year. And now they have like the pieces to justify making the move they were probably going to do last year. I would be checked out too.
3: I'm I, like, guess, okay. I, guess, I guess I didn't even mean like move him to the bench, but it's just funny to me because like all anyone has ever said about quickly is like, you know. I like quickly in his role. Like everyone knows that quote. And the whole idea of quickly is that he's just like this microwave scorer, And that's all a six man is. But like, if you actually think about it from a profile standpoint, RJ is like the microwave scorer we have, like he's the one who scoring is by far his best skill set. And then he's kind of lacking everywhere else quickly. Is the opposite. So that's why I guess that's sort
2: of what I meant. Yeah. And yeah. I, I totally get that, but like, and I, I actually, I don't think RJ's checked out. I just think, he's to me the perfect example of a guy who i'm not this is not me i'm not going to do like the get rid of tibbs thing but like i do think he really needs a coach that's going to challenge him um and i don't know that tibbs is i i mean i i don't see tibbs doing that right now like with him like it's the randall thing right like last year we're like why the fuck isn't tibbs like getting on Randall ever, but like he, with certain guys, I mean, once he trusts you, it's kind of like he just implicitly trusts you. So even when you're doing stupid shit, he's just like, whatever, like, I'll just yell at Kartenstein instead. And (laughs) RJ will figure it out at some point. It's just like, that's what it is, but it's a dangerous game you're playing because he's 22. Like, look, he's what three or four years right now from his prime. So he's still like very much a developing player but you need to make sure you're pushing him in the right direction. Um, And look, it's, it's, you can't just blame Tibbs for this because ultimately like the development of a player falls on the player mostly, but like sometimes you need to be pushed and coaxed in the right direction. And I do one, like I do worry a bit defensively and with the passing and stuff that, um, you know, Tibbs is maybe not the right guy for RJ. And so like, maybe look, I, I think end of the day at some point, you know, they're going to, I don't think Randall and RJ are part of the next competitive contending Knicks team. Um, I think one of those guys will be moved at some point. And to be, to be, to be quite honest, like, yes, I know Randall's been basically like fucking Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde on this team. uh, But the level he's playing at right now and the level RJ is playing at right now. And yes, I know RJ is younger and blah blah blah, but like, you can't. If you had to pick right now, you would pick sticking with
1: Randall. So like, Probably, he just he's just the more talented player. Like that's really it. And this front office is not going to punt on talent. They're never going to punt on talent.
2: Yeah, I mean the one thing working for RJ is like he is a wing. They literally he's the only wing in the rotation right now because Grimes is like a wing. You know, Grimes is like. Let's just say that when him and Donovan Mitchell were standing next to each other, I was like. Are you guys the same height? <laughs> Is that what's happening here?
0: Um. All right. Let's see what other comments we got. Um. So, Jordan Bub asked, "How are we going to break the Celtics defense on Thursday?"
2: <laughs> We're not.
0: <laughs> pray. pray. <laughs> to pray. be fair,
2: their defense hasn't been the like they're they're just the fucking best offense in the league right now.
1: Yeah, um, like they're going to bomb from three. Like we basically have to defend the three point line, and the one thing this team has been able to do is defend
0: the three point line. Not Last time we played them at MSG, didn't they like absolutely like annihilate us from three?
2: Yeah, they they scored one thirty three. Uh, Sam Hauser is not shooting like 98%. yeah, he's absolutely preferable. he's not he's not shooting ninety eight percent from three now. But like, I will say this: uh, if you get the version of Julius you saw tonight, and for, again, forget the shooting like he's not going to shoot hit eight threes every night, but like, I think he'll be up for that matchup at
1: least. Yeah, he Dust, had, off,
0: yeah. dust off Fournier for a classic, you know, 40 piece. <laughs> <laughs> He's situational for this one game.
1: <laughs> oh, but that's about to say He had a kid, so dad great.
2: Right. Yeah, congrats yeah. to Evan. Yep.
0: You know, the Fred Van Vliet boost, you know, after being a father, you know, <laughs> magically regain your shooting touch.
3: Dude, his, Fred Van Vliet's boost is playing the Knicks. God, I forget who said it, but somebody was like, he scored twenty eight points or more ten times this season, and he did it all four times against the Knicks.
0: And then he did it once against the Bucks too, I think, or twice versus the Bucks. He's weird. Yeah, so he only goes off versus the Knicks and the Bucks.
2: He needs to just get traded. Can, can <laughs> the, the Raptors are so annoying? Can they just start trading their guys? Like we all know where this is going.
0: Yeah. Like, what are we gonna do? Another year of mediocrity. Like, you can't blame Tampa Bay this time. <laughs>
1: Like, can,
0: like, last time they had this type of season, they blamed, like, Tampa and all the bad vibes that it had. Like, no, you're in Toronto now. There's none of that BS anymore.
1: You're in best of six feet, but let it go.
0: Um, Amokai420 says, Tibs finally brought back the Deuce, IQ, That's and it. Grimes lineup, and they killed the Cavs' momentum. Yes, definitely. I, I noticed that. Um, It's been a while, I think, since we've seen them all share the court together, right? Yep. Has it been?
2: Yeah, it's the dumbest thing. Like, that. The, they, <laughs> they literally keyed off our eight game winning streak in some ways right like it's just so weird that he went away from that entirely and i hope that it's not just because they played the Cavs tonight but who the hell knows like he he's so weird um all the time so but like yeah those three together again yes i know deuce has to make shots and grimes has to up his usage but like i don't really care like those three guys together just Whatever it is, they lock Defensively, teams up and it works. So,
3: yeah. and this is the thing about Obi, and like it's not about bringing like being negative mm. or like oh fire tips, like she was saying, but like, no, we there's should fire him. A Different vibe when Obi's on the floor. That was the best stretches of the game. Like as good as Randall was, there's a reason that, and I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that Obi's better than Randall but from a team basketball perspective and what it does for like the pace and the energy and just like the vibe in the arena, like the best minutes of the game for the Knicks were those short stretches that Obi was on the court. It, they just were like, there was just a pep in the step of all the players. Every miss, they were getting the rebound. IQ, IQ was racing the ball up the court. They were looking to like. They haven't was, run
2: it like that in a while. Like they have not pushed. And actually, you know, I, I will say like to credit Tibbs, after that, what was it? Was it that Washington game where they had like 10 assists or something gross like that? Yeah. Um,
3: Yeah. Like the,
2: the last three games, yes, the defense has been atrocious until tonight, but they've played with a lot more pace. They've moved the ball better. Um, And I, I am curious. I think this might be worth investigation. Like it, there might be something too. Like he doesn't like, they don't push the pace when Mitch is playing at all. That might be like just a thing to, to consider.
0: I'm trying that's to spare Mitch, up. he's gasping.
2: The, uh... <laughs> Mitch is like fucking, like hyperventilating on the floor. Yep.
3: I mean that's another, that's another good call by you, Shuan. Just, I mean, I have the players, I have the advanced players page up, and he's last on the team in individual pace. Um, the Knicks, when he plays, run ninety
2: six point four point
3: eight four. They, that's their pace number. So I they, think they
2: turn better. into like the, they just. Throw they they become like an ode to the 90s NBA, right?
3: With uh, with Obi on the court, it goes up to 102. He's the highest of anybody in the rotation,
2: yeah.
3: So, yeah, good call by you.
0: Um, Zan Rosen says, Artenstein said on that last play, it's kind of what I came here for. I know myself, I'm not playing as good as I'm supposed to be playing.
1: Oh, you know, buddy, we're shipping you back.
0: I'm kind of letting the fans down, the city down a little bit, but I'm going to keep getting better because I know I can do it.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, really
3: cool. Cool. That's, a, that's a really cool quote. Good for him taking. I don't give it. a shit. <laughs>
0: Tyrese is just saying
1: this because he's white. If he was, yeah. <laughs> and I know I don't like. I, I want a backwards hat kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I
2: have some sympathy for him. He said that like to start the year he's had some Achilles issue, right? So mm-hmm. you know that might be part of it. Definitely we know didn't help that,
0: playing like 40 minutes on opening night. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and we know we know Tibbs is, like look, I I, I actually don't kill Tibbs much for the, the Hartenstein stuff. Like at the end of the day, he signed with this team. This is what Tibbs wants from his centers. It's up to him to adapt to some degree. And like, yeah, it sucks that Tibbs doesn't use his passing at all, but like you're a center. I need you to defensive rebound. I need you to be aware and active defensively protecting the rim. And like, you just have to do those things and you've got to adjust offensively to what Tibbs wants you to do. But like, yeah, look, I've killed a guy a ton. It would be really cool if he turned it around. Um, it'd be really fucking useful for us too, because the backup center minutes for like the 50th year in a row have been a problem. So if he can turn it around, that'd be huge. And, um, you know, it's like I would prefer not to have to, like, trade him and then figure out backup center again at some point or hope that Sims can progress to the level where you're depending, where he's dependable every single night as a backup center. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, he, it's fine. We'll see what happens. I don't think they're going to end up trading him just because I don't. He's CAA, like.
0: No, he's, oh, he's he's lot familiar.
2: Yeah, he's he's part of the family.
1: But is he sneaky here
0: about it? What's up? Is he (laughs) He showed off some of that sneaky athleticism tonight. Two putbacks. One of them didn't count, but yeah. They
1: should
2: have counted. Yeah, they both should have counted. And I mean, look, it really can't be said enough. His defense on the stretch,
0: I mean, he was awesome. He was really, really awesome tonight. If he could do that on a nightly basis, I mean, he kind of like solidifies that backup center. If he could do
2: that on a nightly basis, our center rotation is fucking stacked. Like, we're set if he did that on a nightly basis. Him and Mitch, we'd be fucking golden.
0: Yeah, and he could actually buy guys like some minutes. Cause like if,
1: if, if Tib let him pass, dude, if Tib just let him be an offensive pop out at the high post and let him pass, we would literally be there would be no would be so much less problems with Hartenstein because his benefits would be so much clearer, dude. It's like me, it's like Prez on like the Hartenstein Hill. And I'm, like, working my way up the base. I've fallen down. But, like, (laughs) there's clearly, like, a good player there that's just being misutilized. And part of it is him, but part of it is also Tibbs. And it's just, like, if he's able to just do the simple shit, like, while being able to use his skill set, he would be so much better. Yep.
0: All right. Um... I think this is where we're going to end things off. I mean, the next game is against the Celtics. I mean, we kind of already talked about a little bit of a preview going into that game. Um, Celtics are probably going to beat the shit out of us. We're going to their house, and they're really damn good.
3: And Sam, like we talked about today in our messages, they just randomly rested everybody today so that they're fully healthy against. Why does everybody hate the Knicks? <laughs>
0: You know, it's just, you know, they got they got something to prove. I don't know.
3: It's like it's like the league, like it's like Riley and the commissioner, like paid them off to get Miami ahead of us in the sixty. I don't know what this. Why didn't
1: they want to beat the Heat? Shouldn't they want to the Knicks to pass the Heat? I don't know. That's a, that's a bench. That they played the Heat in the conference finals last year. Right. <laughs> like they're, they're just very, punching that
0: very, game. very odd. They punted that game. Very national
1: odd. national TV, dude. You know what it is.
2: But I mean, aren't the Celtics pretty comfortably number one seed at this point? Yeah, but like... It's, but I, just, it's I, mean, I don't even think they... I just don't think they care. And good for good for them, because Jason Tatum had a good game for my fantasy team. So good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're going to end things off here. Join us back after the game on Thursday versus the Celtics. Hopefully the Knicks can keep up their their winning ways, their recent winning ways um that game is at 7 30 on tnt so no msg broadcast there we gotta listen to the tnt guys berate our team once again um but yeah um everything stricken related is in the description we got links to the site merch patreon and twitter all great ways to support us we are also on instagram at the um another great way to keep up with all your strickland content especially if you're not on Twitter, which is where most of the other content is. But um, yeah, that is all from us. Catch you guys on Thursday and have a good night. All right, guys.